Thanks so much for your company. I am Pius Kujubaka. I look now at our stories and only 15% of farms in Ghana are commercialized. That's according to C Energy Global Holdings. This report on creating agriculture financing schemes for sustainable agriculture and food security also revealed that only 4% of total bank lending in Ghana went into agriculture in the last five years. Here's more. The report said low mechanization, poor farm record keeping, poor rural transportation infrastructure, post-harvest losses, among others, are the core challenges affecting the agriculture sector performance and hindering finance for the sector. Typically, agriculture portfolios are thin for all financial groups. Considering the existing funding gaps, the report said more interventions are expected from funds and financial institutions, especially the Agriculture Development Bank and Ghana Exim Bank, whose core mandates include providing funding to actors in the agriculture value chain. In the wake of climate change, the report also warned of the rising food security risk in the country. Ghana is one of the top 10 countries impacted severely by climate change despite contributing the least to global warming. The country saw an unprecedented rise in food prices from 2022 evidenced by the National Food Price Index, which increased by 23.8% in 2022. Let's now touch on our story we are following up for you and the fate of over 30,000 mobile money transaction agents hangs in the balance as their accounts are said to be blocked by the mobile telecommunication firms. Now, this is because they haven't registered their business with Ghana card or tax identification number. The Chamber of Telecommunications issued a warning this week advising all unregistered mobile money agents to register with their Ghana card or TIN or else risk being blocked today, February 1st. Checks by Joy Business revealed that the blocking had begun and affected agents. Um, basically, they've started feeling the brand of the telecom firm's directive. Let's get a sense of how widespread this move has become. Joining us via Zoom to do that is Joshua Edmondson. He is the National uh, Deputy Public Relations Officer of Mobile Money Agents Association of Ghana. Thanks so much, Edmondson, um, for your time here on mar the Marketplace. First off, I want you to paint a picture for us um, of how widespread the blocking has had on your members. Thank you very much, and uh, thanks for your viewers and listeners, and thanks for the opportunity given us. Um, sincerely, uh, as you already uh, exercise is a nationwide exercise, and uh, as early as uh, 7 a.m. today, we started having uh, calls uh, from our members all across the breadth and length of the country, uh, complaining of their things uh, being blocked. And uh, sincerely, as you can see, I am even at uh, one of the uh, uh, MTN's office in Tema myself to, you know, personally uh, experience exactly what is going on. So, indeed, the exercise has started, and uh, it is very, very difficult. It's a very challenging one, and something that uh, we don't wish for because a lot of agents have their money still blocked on their sims and uh it's, it's been very very difficult it's been very 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 difficult and yesterday when i spoke to your president he did mention that about 60 percent representing almost thirty thousand of your members have been affected is that really the situation on the ground as we speak uh sincerely well the, uh i would say that president was even a little bit magnanimous with respect to the figures because uh currently if you look at what is going on it's, it's far more than that Okay, it's far more than that because of some underlying factors that, you know, uh, the electronic uh, money issuers are already aware of. It. You're already aware of the of the of the of the, of the prevailing challenges. 
The issue is that you have some of the agents who are using uh, uh, accounts that are all not in their names. You have some that are having genuine problems with their Ghana card issuance. You have some uh, that are also uh, facing challenges with respect to, uh, uh, you know, uh, the registration process. Because and until these issues are met, sincerely, I mean, the, the, the exercise cannot be complete. Because we shouldn't forget that whatever it is, these agents uh, are running businesses, okay, and they are creating employment. Yes, there are challenges. We all agree that they must be resolved because this exercise is an exercise that we all agree. Because the truth of the matter is, if, 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 if executed completely and well done, what it means is that it will help manage the fraud issues in the system. It will also help uh, 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 the agents not to be subject to the, subjected to the electronic tax, which is the e-level. Because in recent times, we realized that GRA have started uh, uh, subjecting activities to uh, uh, electronic levy tax, which is not supposed to be so. So these are exercises that we've been promised by GRA and the EMIs that after completion, perfect completion, all these things will be curtailed. So it's an exercise we are in full support of. However, we feel that the timing of the blocking is, 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 is too soon and it's something that, uh, I mean, I mean should, should not be encouraged. Well, they should look around somewhere at the ending of the first quarter of the year. By then, we believe that all those who are using SIMs that are not in their names would have been helped and migrated onto having their own agent SIMs. Those who are also using uh, uh, other people's uh, business would have been helped to be able by the uh, EMIs to be able to get their own SIMs to work with. And those who are having challenges in their Ghana card would have been able to resolve with NIE. But so we, we talk now. There are people who genuinely have, have, have gone through the process of getting their own Ghana card, but to date, you and I know that some are still not being able to get their Ghana card. There are some who have also legally and, and rightfully uh, applied to get their own SIMs to work with, and to date, they've not been given. So there are prevailing challenges that is making the situation very genuine for people not being able to link their Ghana card to date now. No agent would have loved that to happen. But, but until this... Edmondson, you, ha you had every opportunity, you had every opportunity to speak to the telecommunications chamber on this concerns, especially during your engagement meetings. What, what happened? Well, uh, even let me say that even somewhere last week we had a meeting with one of the uh, EMIs. Uh, that's a giant in it. We we had a meeting with them, and uh, I mean we, we we I mean we spoke of some possible issues like this. And even with the chamber, somewhere last month or so, or latter part of last year, we held a meeting with the chamber. Okay, and we we told them that there are issues that needs to be resolved. And until these issues are looked at, I mean, given a timeline uh, for for seems to be blocked like today, it's not fair. Okay, you have a lot of agents who are for corporate to this. Not to say that they are adamant to link their Ghana cards to their agency, but no. But the pre-requirements that makes them eligible to be able to do so is not there. And what, what, what so was the response? That we are appealing. It's an appeal we are doing. We are making an appeal to them that I think from today, we, we started collating the data as to uh, those who are affected, and we'll make it known. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll issue a presser that will make it known, and I believe the whole Ghana will know. Because, in fact, uh, 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 in as much as we support the idea of linking the Ghana card, we think blocking people sitting here and there is not the way to go. Because what it means is that people, it's, it's taking people out of business. And we shouldn't forget that whatever business we do, government, we are subjected to a withholding task with government gets revenue from it. And uh, 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 for, for people to run out of business, government will not only lose the revenue generation, but businesses will be closed down. What happens to the unemployment situation? So, yes, we agree to, to, to what we want to achieve, but we, what we are saying is that, look, let us give ourselves some ample time, because at the end of the day, what we intend to achieve, what we intend to achieve to, is to be able to, one, protect the jobs, sanitize the jobs, 
and help government generate revenue through e-levies. But if our actions will, 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 will not help that much, then I think it's something that we should look at it again. So, so we are appealing to the authorities, NIA, we are appealing to the EMIs, we are appealing to GRE, we are appealing to government to, as a matter of concern, you know, reconsider its decision on the, the blocking of the sense. All right, all right. MIs, thankfully, your concerns have been made. We have um, Ken Ashigbe the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Telecommunications um, on, the, uh, on Zoom um, to help us um, speak to some of these issues you are raising. Thanks so much, uh, Mr. Ashikbe, for your time here on the, uh, on the marketplace, I should say. Now, following concerns of these agents, it appears the blocking has started, obviously, right? Well, the, the blocking has started, uh, as, as has been said. Uh, and this conversation about linking of uh, SIM cards started in January 2022. So this is not something that started today. And, you know, uh, when we got to the point where you and I, our sins were blocked, the reasons why the, yeah, the agent sims were not blocked was that we there were quite a sizable number in there that uh, uh, were, had not done the linking. And we know the challenges at the time. So... The Ministry of Communication, working with the NTA, decided that we waive the time off and allow the agents to register. Uh, you would agree with me that since that happened, um, you know, months have come, and uh, now the process of being able to link is not as difficult as it was then. And uh, so towards the end of last year was when engaging with the GRE, the conversation about uh, an agent and being able to benefit from the exemption comes in. The point is that before, as an agent, you can benefit from that exemption, it means you need to have been registered with the, 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 the GRE as a tax-paying person. The way to be able to do that as a sole proprietorship is once you do your Ghana card linking, your Ghana card can become your TIN number. If it's a limited liability company, then... You need to provide your, t your, your TIN number. And so, reminders were sent to all the agents to say they should do the linking. Uh, you know, and then we had the January to be able to, to close that. Now, um, January has come. And, you know, we send that statement just to remind people that this thing that we spoke about, the time has come. Fortunately for us, today, SIMS has, agent SIMS have been blocked. But if you go to the, the EMIs and you go and get your SIM, uh, go and do your linking with your Ghana card, your SIM will be reactivated. And I'm sure if there are any of the agents who have any peculiar problems and they go to the EMIs, their SIMs will be activated. And, you know, if you look at the numbers that we had and uh, the numbers that have done the linking, um, it's, 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 it's not a, a huge number as well, but it's still, it's still important for even one uh, agent not to be linked. It's somebody not getting access uh, to mobile money services. So I would urge my colleagues that if you've been blocked, just take the steps. Even if you claim it is because you don't have a Ghana card, you know, you, once you engage with your EMIs, that problem can be resolved. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you've heard their concerns, but what's the Chamber's view on the appeal being no, made? No, I've not heard you. See, I didn't hear him speak. Okay, okay. Uh, let, I let was me... not hearing him speak. Great. So I can articulate that for you. But um, basically, they are making an appeal 
um, to you that there was some sort of miscommunication um, on the part of um, the chamber, uh, for that matter, for them not getting it right in terms of how to synchronize the Agana card and, of course, the ER accounts. What, 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 what was the miscommunication? Well, they, they said... The, this... the, the communication about linking SIM cards did not start with the chamber. Mm. The communication about linking SIM cards started in January 2022 when the policy statement was made by the ministry. So the statement that the, the chamber issued on uh, a few days ago was basically reminding all of us that the 31st data we are talking about had come. And, you know, so if anybody, and again, so that's why I say that if it is that people did not get the communication right, as we speak, you know, if you go to any of the EMIs with your Ghana card, you would be able to get your SIMs connected. And then you, you, your, your, your accounts would be put back again. We should bear in mind that the alternative for that is to say that all agents, who do not have their, their SIM cards connected and their tents connected, it would mean that the, the, the exemption that you get from the law will not be applicable. And that's not something you want to do. And then it brings about all the complexity. We should also bear in mind, this linkages and all of that deals with some of the challenges with uh, fraud and all the things that we are calling on. So there's a policy intent. And so for me, that's why I say that we, uh, the EMI should make all the effort to make sure that anybody who has been blocked and provides the Ghana card and all of that, it will be speedily dealt with. All right, Mr. Chibay, in a minute, in a minute, we, we, we barely have time. In a minute, um, would there be any remedial measures, basically, for, for them as... Would there um, be any what? I'm asking whether there will be any remedial measures for them if they want to... Be, basically, I'm asking for an extension to use that period. No, you to... see, the point I'm saying is that the fact that your SIM has been blocked does not mean it's permanently blocked. Hmm. Unfortunately, so if you go back and you ask for your sim to be at, it will be reactivated. All right, thank you very much. Um, Doc, engineer Dr. Ken Ashigbe, for your time, he is the chief executive officer of the Chamber of Telecommunications speaking to us there. And as I promised, we shall be following up uh, on that developing story and keep you updated in our subsequent bulletins. But let's touch on this other story with a capacity of 200,000 barrels per day, which is more than to meet the domestic demand of $80,000 barrels per day, the government has commissioned the Central Oil Refinery, the largest and most modern refinery in West Africa. The refinery, which is a joint venture between the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation, GNPC, and the Central Group, a Chinese conglomerate, is expected to create over 10,000 direct and indirect jobs and generate $1.2 billion in an annual revenue for government. But we ask... Will this be the game changer for Ghana's economy and, of course, the energy security? And what's going to be their impact on the cost of petroleum going forward? Let's explore this angle as we've been joined via Zoom by the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Bore Oil Distributors, Dr. Patrick Kwekwofo, and, of course, um, the Executive Secretary of COPEC, Dan Kanamwa, on these developing stories. Thanks so much, gentlemen, for joining me. First off, I would like to start with you, Dr. Kwekwofo. Now, the setting up of Central Refinery and the takeoff of Dangote um, should basically come as a good news, isn't it? Can you unmute for me, sir? Yes, sorry. Uh, good afternoon to your listeners. I think it's a welcome news, and it's a good news for any industry player, and then anybody who also is interested in pro promoting the Ghanaian content. Although 
you may think that it's a foreign own, in as much as it's giving jobs to the local people and then the opportunity that that uh, brings to all of us within the downstream sector. And our overall energy security is something that we cannot uh, sweep under the carpet. So I think it's, uh, it's a welcome news too. Uh, and Dr. Fori, I'm interested. Will your members consider buying products from the local market now that Centro is in or import from Nigeria and other markets? We are already buying from them. And I think uh, most of our members have also been dealing with them whilst they were even uh, putting up the plant. And I think we need to commend the regulatory institutions and the dear uh, chairman also for uh, the existing working relationship that we're seeking to build. Mm. But with, there are a lot of things that we can still do together to ensure that there's a smooth running of the refinery. And then also uh, the overall Ghanaian populace can also have access to cheaper fuels, which maybe we'll delve into it later on. I'm curious, what will be the impact on the prices of petroleum products going forward if your members decide to source locally? From uh, when I received the call for this interview, a few background checks that we are already aware of from some of our members, if for nothing at all, already uh, most of our members are buying in cities from them, which somehow reduces uh, their risk with regards to the uh, forest uh, issues that, uh, that have bedeviled the sector for some time. So that gives us some form of comfort with regards to that. The issue of uh, demologies that normally has also been a thorn in the, uh, in the flesh of the importers, I think this is also something that is coming down. With the uh, other uh, benefit that we seek to gain with regards to uh, insurance, insurance and then other uh, fleet charges that normally goes into the supplier's premium. These are costs that uh, you can easily uh, get rid of when you are dealing with that. And even if it's being passed on with regards to the crude, because there are multiple products coming from the crude, it is spread thin that you know any particular buyer will not necessarily feel the impact of that. And basically, as is explained, or, or the, uh, the concept of economies of scale. So these are other opportunities that it brings. With regard to storage and another local uh, handling of the product locally, too, you will stand to have somehow a minimal cost within the enclave where most of the depots and most of our facilities are also uh, are also housed. So I think these are some of the few things that we can easily talk of in terms of the benefit that it can really impact. All right. Uh, let, let, let's shift focus now. And it's been one month after the NPA started enforcing the new requirement for products. How are members coping with that? Oh, we, I think uh, the last time I told you, we've mm. always been law-abiding. And the rules, uh, the rules have not changed. Once you bring in product until the NPA and the Ghana Standard Authority certify that those products are good for the Ghana market, you, it will not come in. Their concerns were that uh, certain products came in, and that is how they needed to have checked. And that one is now uh, within the mandate of the members because somebody uh, ought to have checked the quality that is coming in. And I don't think 
those products, if they even track it, they could really link it to. There may be other chemical compositions which we're seeking to build further collaboration with GSA and then the, the regulator to ensure that we enhance internally our research, our research team to track uh, products so that in terms of even handling the products uh, in the course of the transition from either uh, some storage facilities or even uh, some of the cars, uh, people putting other chemicals in the cars or something of that to really trace exactly where such issues were coming from. And I think the MPA did a good job when they went back to the terminals to start checking the fuels that were there. I think it gave them an oversight as to how to, they can handle the problem. And I All think right. that also um, they decided to change the new and come up with those new uh, quality specifications, which I think we welcome that since it's, it's within their mandate and we've been supportive like we've always been and also complying with that measures since its inception. Very well. Thank you very much, Dr. Patrick Kukufuri, for your time. He's actually the executive of the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distribution. Speaking to us there. Thank you so much, sir. But uh, Duncan is still on with me, though. Duncan, uh, thanks so much for uh, your company. I read your article about the presence of central oil refinery. To cut the story short, you describe it as the final nail in the coffin of Tor. Why? Admit for me, Duncan. For me, so, make, and so okay, so make that make that point for me once again. Yes, I'm so yes. Yes, so uh, is Central really coming to step up to be able to uh, employ the Ghanaian technical hand? What I can put on record this afternoon 
is that go to the control room of Central and it's full of the Chinese, uh, 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 I mean, technicians. And so, in, in one breath, Central could also help the market, but in another, job security for the technical people, uh, the operation people at all, you cannot guarantee that as far as the private refinery is concerned. All they right. would, of course, do whatever will benefit their numbers. And for me, the earlier we think of getting tall back to work, the better it will be. Otherwise, if the market becomes a monopolistic market that only dealt with a foreign, I mean, owned refinery, both in right, largely would have to be profit. Uh, I'm not quite certain that the petroleum security you are looking for, uh, you won't get it. And then again, the fear of that integration bit. Not long ago, you record that transporters were up in arms against Central for. Duncan, if you could make that point for me in a minute, from. I would appreciate it in a minute because we barely have time. So yes, we can make yes. it. Okay. I was saying, not long ago, the transporters were up in arms. The vertical integration fear that once Central becomes the only as far as the refining space is concerned, you may have Central now decide to even go into the transport business and then when it suits them, they may also decide to even buy the local fuel station so that once they are done refining, they don't need to sell to anybody. They can get, I mean, companies across the value chain and ship products to the, the filling stations for right, you and I to buy. Right, that will be a dangerous thing if we don't take care. Very well. Thank you very much, Duncan Amwai, Executive Secretary of COPEC, speaking to us there. Ending the marketplace, I am Pius Kojobakasi. Same time tomorrow. Bye.